the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black, where we are living life like it matters. And today, we want to talk about the measure of a man. You know, ladies and gentlemen, for the longest time in my life, you know, I had a very traumatic childhood, I used to wonder, what, what makes me a man? And I think there's a lot of men that ask that. You know, what makes a man a man? What is the metric? What is the measurement? That makes a man, you know, uh, you know, if I could make a woman go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, does that make me a, a man? If I could make a lot of women go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, does that make me a man? If I can make a lot of money, if I can meet a lot of people, if I can have a million followers on Facebook or social media, this is a does man. that make me a man? Yeah, and you hear it all the time. What, what makes a man a man? Uh, and it's just a fascinating concept because, you know... I hear it all the time that the only illegal drug on a college campus is testosterone. You know, right now there's a war on men. Let's just be honest. Every two years, the Democratic Party, in order to get you know people to vote for it, says that there's a war on women because they play to little groups. They segregate people out. It's identity politics. And so they want to they wanna make women feel sorry for themselves to be the victim and, and how Republicans hate you and Democrats love you. And so let's get you special treatment. Let's do that. Yeah. And today, the good news is there's going to be no violin playing outside of what John does. Uh, because today, uh, we're going to be talking about a real man. And we'll be talking to a real man. Uh, and man, it's an incredible story that you're going to hear today. So you do not want to miss it. But, you know, we hear all the time about the alpha male, the alpha male. And, you know, uh, testosterone is evil and testosterone is a toxic drug. And, to- you know, no, it's actually a necessary drug. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we hear all the time about low T, you know, low T. Uh, for uh, the the left and progressives and Democrats seem to think there's too much testosterone in this world. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you actually research, there's actually not enough testosterone. I'm being serious now, medically. You realize how many low T clinics there are around this country? Google it sometimes. Low T clinics popping up everywhere. Uh, that uh, men, uh, uh, the, uh, the the effeminate men is now the in thing. And I think Barack Obama kind of started making that thing the effeminate male. I know, agree that, with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Good job, John. He does. I resemble that remark, right? <laughs> and so we've got this soft, fluffy. And again, there's nothing wrong with that if that's who you are. So please don't read anything into it. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Uh, hear what I am saying. 
Uh, and so, you know, this low T, and then a lot of men wonder if I have low T, am I still a man, you know? Uh, and so we go, we get these shots, and we go to these clinics, and we take these pills, and we, I mean, if you look at all that, the male enhancement and male virility, I, I bet you it's in the billions of dollars, that industry every year, just so that people can have more testosterone, so that men can have more testosterone. But I want to challenge you. I want to suggest to you that the measure of a man does have to do with the T. Matter of fact, there's five T's, but testosterone is not one of them. Uh, having legs is not one of them. Uh, making a woman go ooh, ooh, ah, ah is not one of them. I think Jesus Christ was the greatest man who ever walked this planet. Uh, Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God, my Bible tells me. Whether you believe or not, it's up to you. But I have a standard of truth, and that standard of truth is called the Word of God. And so Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God. You had to have a fully man and fully God to bridge the gap between a, uh, a sinful man and a holy God. So the only one that could connect the two would be one that could be man and one that could be God. And there was only one God-man, and his name is Jesus. But one of my favorite pastors, Adrian Rogers, who's been with the Lord now for a couple of decades, he, I remember years ago, uh, he said the measure of a man was, and he lists out five T's, and not one of them is testosterone. And he labeled them as tears, trials, testimony, tenacity, and triumph. It isn't interesting that the first one is tears, because how many times have we heard the saying that men don't cry? You know, boys don't cry. And yet, the shortest verse in the English dictionary, or English Bible, I'm sorry, English Bible, is Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus. He wept. Even though he was getting ready to raise Lazarus, he wept. And I've always asked myself, why did he weep if he was getting ready to raise Lazarus? And it was pretty easy to figure out, because they still didn't believe. That Mary and Martha still didn't believe that he was God himself. And so I think he wept the disappointment that those that loved him and those that he loved still did not get who he was. And I'm going to tell you, it takes a real man to shed tears. We're going to have a guest on the show that's going to awe you, it's going to impress you. Uh, and uh, in his uh, presentation that he did when I met him, he got a little emotional when he talked about his boys, and he kept profusely apologizing. And I had to say, Dave, stop it. Don't, don't You have nothing to apologize. That's beautiful. That's probably the most impressive thing you've done all, to, all since you've been up there. So it's tears, trials. You know, we all have ups and downs. You know, life is an undulating line. And I always tell people that God cares how we suffer. We want to bring glory to God in the suffering. You know, he says, when you fast, don't do it with a frown on your face. When you give, don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. We have trials. How do we respond to those trials? How do we, how do we pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit it again? How do we become victorious instead of a victim. We live in a victim society today that everybody wants to blame everybody else for everything that doesn't go well. You know, trials are part of life. Uh, that's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we're tested. And then we got testimony. You know, testimony is all about your story. How do you take your story, good and bad, right or wrong, fun or not fun, high or low, and frame it in such a way that it's food, that it's tools, that it's useful for other people. You gotta have a story. If you think about history, is his story, his being a male, testosterone, right? T story. What's your story? What's your testimony? 
And is your story framed and worded in a way that it motivates others? Does it inspire people? Does it uh, educate people? Does it give people uh, a desire to move and be better and do more and be more? Which brings us to the other T of tenacity. Ah, tenacity. You know, the Bible says a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble to ruin. I don't know if it was Peter or if it was James. But someone asked Jesus one time, Lord, how many times, I think it was Peter, do I forgive? Should I forgive seven times? And Jesus said 70 times seven. Unlimited. Tenacity is people that don't give up. Tenacity is people that focus on the end in mind. And the last one's triumph. Well, you know what I learned a long time ago? You can tell a lot about a man in victory. Yeah, you can tell a lot about a man in defeat as well. But let's be honest. Some of my biggest falls have come after a great victory. Some of my biggest spiritual problems has come after a great spiritual victory. So how do you triumph? Do you rub it in people's face? You know, my son, Baniah, he has a tendency to be a, a poor loser, but he's also a poor winner. I got to teach him differently. Because when you triumph, do you go na 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 na? Do you rub it in people's face? Or do you keep yourself humble? And so today, we're going to talk about the measure of a man. And yeah, there's tears, and there's trials, and there's testimony, and there's tenacity, and there's triumph. There's overcoming, and there's realization. It takes framing and reframing. But when it comes to the end of your life, what do you want said about you, men? And women, what do you want to believe about your husbands, or your sons, or your brothers? Because we all are different. Not wrong or right, not good or bad, just different. And it's what we do in those differences that make all the difference in the world. And today you're going to hear from a great man, a man by the name of Dave Stevens, a man who was born into a situation that most of us would play victim in, but he chose not to. He chose to rise up, to rise up. And you're going to see this radio show. The true measure of a man. So I am black. You are living life like it matters. What's the matter with you? I think your brain is going soft. You can act like a man! You clumsy poop! What we do in life echoes in eternity. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's mobile shoe service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at Freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back. Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is where we're living life like it matters. You know, uh, I've been in the life-changing business for 30 years. Uh, and uh, what brought me into the life-changing business, uh, changing business is that, uh, you know, I had a really tough childhood. A really tough childhood. Those that know me share that very openly. Uh, and uh, I've reframed it. You know, the childhood that drove me to with a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness, a lot of resentment. Uh, at some point, I said, I'm going to stop playing a victim. I'm going to quit feeling sorry for myself. Uh, and I'm going to use my pain to help other people. And those stop that it. know me, I've been, yeah, I've been doing what I do for 30 years. And that's exactly it. At some point, I, I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, stop it. You know, put your big boy pants on. You know, uh, and so in the process of this 30-year journey of mine, I've met a lot of people. I've been blessed enough to change uh, tens of thousands of people's lives directly. Uh, I've met some people, heard some incredible stories, uh, phenomenal. And uh, as you know, uh, last weekend I was in San Diego uh, with uh, Elevate, uh, which is basically a, a way to connect with people. Uh, the concept being that uh, relationships matter. The concept being that a, uh, what is it, the saying, a rising tide raises all boats. And so it was a way to connect with some neat people. And so I met some cool people. And our next guest is uh, one of those cool people, uh, a great man, a, a great human being, uh, just great all the way around. And so uh, I would like to welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Dave Stevens. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us on Like It Matters. Well, thank you, Mr. Black. I'm so uh, excited to be here. I had a layover in Minnesota yesterday. I was like, wow, they're just teasing me being able to come back to uh, where I spent, you know, 10 amazing years locally there when I went to college. So yeah, here to, just here fun with you today. Yeah. And you, you were actually uh, raised in uh, Wisconsin. Was that where you were born in Wisconsin? 
No, I was uh, born uh, and raised in Arizona, and then I ended up uh, coming to Minnesota to play uh, football at Augsburg University and work at the local TV station, uh, KSTP-TV, the Channel 5 affiliate locally. So I've, I've got some great connections to Twin Cities, got to be a part of a World Series in 87 and 91 with the Twins. So Minnesota is so special to me. That's what happened to me when I moved from Minnesota to Connecticut uh, 26 years ago to take a job at ESPN. Uh, yeah. You know, it was like that, that that nine years, the best people come from the Midwest. They're just there's no agenda, there's no politics, there's just good people treating people with respect and and uh, love. Yeah, I love I love uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, you know, I'm actually in Dallas from Dallas, and by the grace of technology, you know, I can uh, dial up my Lucy Live connection, and uh, it's just like I'm right in the uh, studio there yeah. with uh, with my brother John Berg and. Uh, John's a blessing to me. Uh, I like when I go to Minneapolis. I get to do my my shows live in the studio. It's pretty cool. So, hey, I heard you had a busy week. You you left San Diego and what was it? You did some stand up or something like that. What was that? What'd you do this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting, and I'm sure you know your audience is like, well, who is this guy and why is he on the show? But yeah, I did uh, what I would call <laughs> sit down because uh, I was born without legs, and now yep. uh, we've let the cat bag but uh (laughs) high school sports you know did all these things in my life and yeah you know uh did i think eight nine minutes of stand up or sit down the other day and uh it actually didn't go horrible (laughs) it was fun Uh, another part of uh you know those things that you've probably never seen a disabled comedian they're not very many out there but the feedback was great and you know as you pointed to meeting you at that amazing uh mindset elevation it was just so many amazing people and stories that pale in comparison to mine just uh just people that have overcome so much and that's why you know thank you for having me to kind of share my story of the ups and downs of what it's like to you know have a disability come from nothing and then you know get to where i've got to where now i can give back and and teach empathy instead of sympathy yeah, it's so powerful. And, you know, I don't remember the phrase, but we had saw something uh, at the event. And, you know, disabled is what happens to your car when it's broken on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. And Dave, uh, you have redefined that word for me uh, because I, I can see you have no legs. I'm not blind. I can see that. Uh, but Dave, man, disabled. I don't know if I, I wouldn't use that word to describe you. Uh, you've done so much. I mean, you just talked about being a part of uh, Minnesota Twins, right? You were talking about that, part of a World Series. What were you on the sidelines? What were you doing with the Minnesota Twins? Uh, you know, while I was going to college and, you know, I became the only legless uh, football player in NCAA college football history, I got a TV job locally locally. Uh, while I was in college because I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be a sportscaster. And so I became a producer and, and uh, got to go every day to, you know, talk to Kirby Puckett and Ken Herbeck and all those guys. And, you know, we got to ride uh, along with them for 87 and 91. And, you know, those those amazing things that happened in my life, I call, you know, I say I've lived a Forrest Gimp life because, you know, I've also been down there where you live in Dallas when I tried out for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, just there this year playing a softball game with a bunch of super superstars like Zeke Elliott and here's this little dude or, well not so little anymore but a guy without yeah. legs at, at 
at age 55, I get to go to these events and, you know, just kind of some people say, hey, how do you play golf? And I'm out there doing my thing. And, you know, you just kind of lead by example instead of trying to, you know, bring attention so much to, um, you know, uh, a disability, as they call it, or that handicap, which is a term that should only be used in golf. And, you know, with the... Amen. With the amazing smocks that you were wearing, people were staring at you more than they were me, you know, because you had <laughs> you had these amazing bright colors of things where people think you're a doctor or you know a physicist <laughs> or something like that. So, um, but you know, I've always said that you know not having legs is awkward for people. It's that elephant in the room, and I'm the one that's in the room. So it's my motto has been if they're going to stare at me, I might as well give them a show. So I know that at every given day, people are staring at me. If I'm at an event, I can't get drunk because that would be unprofessional they'd say look at that drunk dude with no legs in a wheelchair so it's like you gotta <laughs> i have that awareness all the time that people are looking at me and and i just try to give that opportunity to show that i'm as normal as they are that i'm just in a wheelchair right now you know or i wore artificial legs or when i play sports i'm running around on my arms and you know your listeners are like what the heck and thank yeah. heavens that uh, there's video out there on, on my youtube channel and just google you know dave stevens or whatever legless football or legless baseball or because uh, most people just they can't fathom that you know you you label someone handicapped or disabled and so that's the the pity immediately gets to you you're like oh that label means they've had a horrible life and that i should feel sorry for them and i should you know try to help them and and treat them differently whereas my motto has been you know i'll go do as much as i can and if i you know can do more than i can give that to others yeah, it's a, it's stunning as you just, and we're, we're just opening this book up right now. We're just barely opening it right now. And already in just a couple of minutes, you've shared stuff you've done that John and I, uh, I'll tell you right now, if we accomplish what you, just what you've shared in three minutes, if John or I accomplish that in our entire lifetime, I bet you both of us will look ourselves in the mirror and say, man, I had a good life. Uh, and we're just opening this book up, uh, and it's so true. You know, you talk, I love that. I think you were the one that said a handicap. You know, that's something in golf. Uh, there's no way you, when we were setting up this radio interview, uh, you were in uh, somewhere. I don't, you weren't in Connecticut yet, but you showed a picture of you know you were working and get uh, there was no elevator, uh, and so you parked your uh, yeah. wheelchair at the top of the stairs and watching you go down the stairs on your hands on those bars was just impressive, man. Impressive. Or, or stupid. Uh, at my age, you know, <laughs> five years, it looked like I was uh, Mary Lou Retton, you know, going down the double bars, you know, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's always, I try to make it rather than a, a nasty experience, be a teaching experience, because here you're talking about a charity that's trying to raise money for nonprofits. And I'm like, well, what if you ever hired somebody with a disability and they can't get up here because there is no elevator? You know, it's not about my rights. It's about the rights of everyone else, because I can do yeah. these things. It's not. Yeah, but I can do them. What about those that can't or someone who's a retired veteran uh, that has had both legs blown off and can't get around like I do or uh, somebody with cerebral palsy or, you know, so you look around, especially in the East Coast. And I know you've been around here. You, you know, everybody doesn't pay attention to our needs. And I say that collectively as our, you know, yeah. our, our little minority, which the handicap or disabled minority is the biggest minority in the world yet we have the smallest wow. voice we can't we can't go out and demand uh because of our skin color we need jobs and rights uh, you know so much today and again it, it, i don't take anything away from my brothers and sisters out there of, of all of their yeah. plight but that that word diversity mm -hmm. if you go by 
term and the definition, we're never included. Diversity has become a term that describes a color or a religion, and it doesn't really mean that when we talk about, oh, are we hiring everybody for diversity? It's now become, uh, have you hired somebody of color, of race? We've lost that. We've taken a back seat, even though October is National Handicap Employment Awareness Month. We're, we're still those people at Walmart that are greeters or that have the lesser jobs. And it's time that the bigger picture be, hey, how about the military? Let's go. Peop- let's get people in the military that use mines. You don't have to be in the field to contribute, but I could use you to build the computers or to fix these planes or to engineer better, you know, things to protect us. And let's drop that. I, you know, I need to run a race or qualify physically to be in the military. Like, let's start utilizing people and their tools based on their ability, not their disability. Yeah, and the cool thing is you are a living example of it. You're not, you know, the old saying, you know, walk your talk, uh, ouch, right? And so you walk your talk without legs, brother. You walk your talk uh, more than most people could ever consider. And and, and we're getting ready to hard break, uh, go, go to hard break. But uh, when we come back, I want to back up a little bit and go back to the beginning because I remember, I cannot believe this, I remember watching when I was a little kid, uh, watching Fran Tarkenton on That's Incredible, and I remember the show with Tiger Woods on it, uh, and you were on the same show, correct? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're going to cover this in a break. We're going to hard break, but I want to open that up because now as I did a flashback, I remember seeing Dave a long, long time ago. So uh, we'll be right back. I am black and we'll be right back. in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less 
than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. the, The Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule What in the hell's diversity? Well, I I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. (laughs) Amen. I am black, and you are back with Under Construction. That's what we're doing here. We're under construction. We're working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And that's why we call it Like It Matters Radio. Uh, and if you missed uh, any of the shows so far, uh, it would behoove you uh, to go to likeitmattersradio.com uh, because today is a more special than normal day because we have a real special guest and uh, special because he's a man uh, who man knows what it's like to overcome a man who's done more uh, with his life in 55 years than many would do in given 110 years. And so let's welcome back uh, to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Dave Stevens. Thanks again, Dave, for joining us. Thank you, Mr. Black. It's great to be back. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, yeah, I was saying before the break, I remember, because you showed the clip uh, at uh, at uh, Elevate. And by the way, if you want to see the clip, you can go to YouTube, uh, Dave Spe- uh, Stevens Speaks, some great clips of his life, incredible clips. Uh, also, www.dave, uh, is it davestevenspeaks.com, correct, right? Yes, sir. Sure. Awesome. But you showed a clip with Fran Tarkington. I don't know, 70s, 80s. I remember that show. That's incredible. And I remember uh, a four-year-old, like uh, Tiger Woods, or five years old. He was young. I remember that. And then I remember now, as you played it back, uh, the guy with no legs. And that was you. I mean, what was that like? I mean, how did you get on That's Incredible? Give us some lead up to that whole experience. Well, you know, I started playing high school sports. No one had ever done that in the state of Arizona. And obviously, uh, this was pre-internet days. So, you know, words, you know, spread the state quickly of this legendary. There's this leg guy running around playing sports and doing well. So we'd go on the road and people would just like flock to see me and they couldn't believe it. And, uh, to go this month, ironically, ABC called and said, I'm going to come down and do a story. So they came down to Wickenburg, Arizona, the little cowboy town that's, you know, two people have come, well, three people, Cody Custer, a uh, bull rider uh, world champion, uh, Val Kilmer, and me. And so we uh, <laughs> got to you know, 
fly to Hollywood. First time I'd ever been, you know, out of the state kind of thing. And, uh, you know, because of all the sports, I got to be featured on this, you know, TV show. And I'm in the green room and this little snotty literal five-year-old is whacking golf balls <laughs> off my legs, right? Just chipping balls <laughs> off my legs. And they're like, oh, he's cute, you know. And it turned out it was Tiger Woods uh, 40 years later. But because of that TV show, it led to, you know, being in Reader's Digest and Sports Illustrated and CBS and, you know, so many opportunities like a college football scholarship and where I actually wrestled and played baseball as well in, in Minnesota, you know, playing professional baseball in the minor leagues with the St. Saint Paul Saints, being teammates with Daryl Strawberry and Jack Morris and continuing those relationships with Daryl Strawberry, who's now a minister and has changed his life around because, like I said earlier, people judge a book by its cover. And, and there are times that we fail and fail far in the eyes of God when you need that help. We need somebody to forgive you. And I've, I've always been that little, you know, David Goliath dude, you know, that I'm about second chances and overcoming the odds and being whatever you want to call it, the, the, the Cinderella story or the, you know, everything they say. And, and for me, it's just about going out and doing the hard work. And, you know, I, that's why I'm at 55. I'm still magically going out and interviewing celebrities and covering Super Bowls and, you know, hanging out with Coolio on a golf course. And, uh, you know, I told them, I said, it was great to meet you, Coolio. We both uh, have something in common. I've been in a gang all my life. Uh, I've been in the Crips for 55 years. And he, he actually <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. So, I mean, some people don't get my humor, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's like I, I, if I sat around and thought about what my life should be like, yeah, those evil thoughts would creep in. And they've been there in times, you know, when my adoptive parents died and I turned to cocaine for a year, uh, you know, or then reconnecting with my birth mother a few years ago and the setback of finding my birth father and having him tell me I was a mistake. And, you know, all those kind of things that uh, I think now, as you and I discussed, I'm most proudest that I'm raising three teenage boys and that they look at me normal and that they, they have, you know, they're beautiful and they look at others and don't judge based on color or skin or religion or what's missing. And uh, I think society really needs to do more of that. As we get older, maybe these fossils are falling away and we can open up more and more eyes to, you know, getting everybody together on the same page. Amen. And again, you know, we, we we can look at you and say, well, you know, there's no legs, but you had shared um, some trauma and drama that was actually, to me, sometimes would probably be worse than the no legs thing. Like you said, the adoptive parents and, and like you said, having finding your birth mother, birth father. And then, like you said, having your birth father tell you you were a mistake. I mean, those are things, you know, you could overcome the legs thing. The no legs thing is almost easier then overcome the emotional trauma or what we might create meaning of, you know, and, and a lot of us relate our earthly experience to our heavenly experience. So we say, wow, if my people on this earth who brought me into this world didn't want me, how could my heavenly father? And, and again, I, I, I have a history of being able to play victim with the best of them. Uh, Dave, I want you to know you're very therapeutic for me. I just want you to know this because, man, if I don't watch it, I can play a victim. I can put, be, feel sorry for myself. Uh, you know, I was born a poor black child. You know, I can you know, I used to say that all the time. You know, I, I was, you know, like the jerk. I was born a poor black child, you know, and so we were the only white people in the projects. Yeah, it took John a couple minutes to get that one there. Just wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, right? 
so and, and you know uh, you know today is uh, my wife and my uh, thirty uh, I'm sorry nine year anniversary nine year anniversary and you know last night we got a little bit of a scuffle you know and uh, so I'm I'm in bed laying in bed last night feeling sorry for myself and and here I am talking to to Dave Stevens and realizing you know what. Uh, there's nothing to feel sorry for myself about. You know, pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit it again. So you played professional sports. Uh, you've been on professional sports teams. You tried out for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I know your three boys are, are the proudest moment of your life. But experience-wise, experience-wise, not raising your kids, not uh, anything like that. What What is, when you think back of your life, what you've done so far, um, what's the biggest experience you've had that it's at the top of the line for you that you think's the greatest one outside of raising your kids and family stuff outside of that? As weird as it is, I, I would say currently it's, it's how, you know, now that I do things for the disability channel and social media and things for, you know, with me getting access, it's like, it's how these athletes and celebrities are embracing me almost. And, and I get guys to do interviews that say they won't do interviews. And I don't know if they feel sorry for me, but then once I'm next to them, like they open up and we just have a good time. And then suddenly I'm getting three weeks later, Rob Gronkowski sending me autographed photos in the mail, you know, un, unsolicited saying it was the best interview I've ever done or Jim Abbott saying wow. no one's ever asked that insight uh, of those kind of questions to me that, you know, I, I, so I, I think currently, it's like I got I look at my phone and there's JB Smoove texting me or here's you know you know here's Daryl Strawberry saying you know watch this 30 for 30 you're not going to believe the story that I finally told or you know these kind of things or meeting you you know meeting you and, and, and finding another an amazing human who makes an impact in life uh, that, that is so selfless so it's weird almost like a rebirth after getting laid off at, from ESPN when they wiped out 500 you know 500 people based on it you know everyone said oh you've got the golden ticket you don't have any legs you'll never get fired and to go from a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar a year to unemployment uh and like what am i going to do with no legs and three kids and so you just kind of go well let's start talking about my life and the amazing people that got me here and 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 just kind of maybe i could make an impact and i tell people i want to leave my legacy you know so people can look at me <laughs> and realize that you you know just like you said if, if i have a way worse off than Dave, what am I complaining about? And I say that every day as I'm schlumping a giant garbage can up and down the hill by myself and people are driving by and gawking or they want to get out and help. It's like, you know what? I can do this. What about somebody that's blind? What about somebody who's completely mentally challenged or, or you know, so, you know, it's like it pales in comparison to somebody battling cancer or something and, oh, woe is me. And I, I don't, you know, if I had a pity party, I'd never leave my house, you know. Um, and I do, I wake up, you know, if there's two feet of snow and I don't want my testicles up in my throat, I got to go outside and walk through it. You know, these are the, the things you guys, you leggies don't think about, uh, but yeah. I won't ever have hip replacement, knee replacement, any of that stuff that you yeah. guys go through. You know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what was it like at ESPN? How long were you on ESPN? I was there 20 years. Um, wow. Luckily won seven Emmys. You know, I'm so proud of having Emmys, that uh, these statues that are so cool. And, again, they don't say, hey, participation trophy for a handicapped guy. It's based on yeah. my ability at ESPN. And that's, you know, one of the most proudest things that I've got, that friends come over and they go, holy crap, you've got these. And, you know, again, it's just a trophy, but it's it's a equal trophy. It, it's something that, one, very few people get, and, two, uh, you know, I did it. 
And and like you said on that, incredible. The two things I said I wanted to do was play professional baseball and replace Howard Cosell uh, at the network level. And that's on tape. And for people to see that as a 14-year-old with no legs, how do you tell people they can't have those dreams if they're achievable? You know, my son wants to be GM of the Phillies. How can I tell him he can't shoot for that when mine were even more ludicrous? So if you follow those dreams, you might not always get them, but you you get a great life instead of sitting around and feeling sorry for yourself and daydreaming what I should have, could have, where, where would I be? You know, we don't know where we're going after this. We hope it's heaven. Uh, but if this is all we got, you got to make the most of it with the tools you got. Amen, and uh, we're getting we're, we're getting ready to go a hard break, and in the next segment, uh, I, I actually want to go backwards. I want to go to the beginnings, and uh, you know, as a young child, and uh, you know, your first uh, realization of what was going on and all that. I just I would love to know you have humble beginnings, and and I gotta tell you, with everything you shared um, during that time we spent together over the weekend, and even now. The most beautiful thing you shared uh, was the love that you have for your boys. And uh, I'll never forget you apologizing and getting so emotional and nothing to apologize for. So hold on. We're going to a hard break. Uh, I am black today on Like It Matters Radio. We have an incredible human being, incredible man, Mr. Dave Stevens. You don't want to miss the last segment. We'll be right back. Well, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dane. Yes, I know that. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Our sister station's 20th anniversary gala may be sold out, but thanks to the power of the interwebs, they've got unlimited capacity virtually. Join Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk from the comfort of home this Wednesday evening at SalemNow.com. Reserve your live stream ticket today. And as a thank you, you'll receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. AM 1280 The Patriot is celebrating two decades on air, and you're invited to join them at this special event, supported by Pro-Life Across America. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, more so than normal, we've been talking with a great man, an incredible leader, uh, Dave Stevens. And, uh, you know, I told Dave at the break time, I'd like to go backwards. You know, we can't go backwards in life. If I wish I had a DeLorean. I wish I was Michael J. Fox's money and a movie star. But uh, uh, I can't go back in time and neither can you. But let's let's go back down memory lane because, Dave, I want to know. So when did you first become aware, you know, uh, that you were different, that you had no legs? What was take us back to the beginning of Dave's life? Just what was it like? Uh, You know, it always felt normal because of my adoptive parents. And, you know, strike one, born without legs, strike two, put up for adoption. My birth mother never even saw me. But the the parents that adopted me had been raising a lot of foster kids in Arizona, and I don't know what made them see something special in me, so they adopted me right from the hospital. And again, a World War II veteran and a housewife from Michigan and Arizona, uh, you know, and we were really poor. So there was that, you know, we, uh, my dad lost his job because his back was so beat up from World War II that we moved around a lot. I think 13 or 14 that I could count, we moved. Uh, I went to five or six different schools. Uh, in my high school life, we, you know, I lived in a one-room house for a couple of years where I couldn't have friends over. But, you know, I don't have bad memories or PTSD or any bad flashbacks. And I think, to your point, when I first remembered was when the Shriners got involved and they flew me to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, to be at the Shriners Hospital to try to get fitted for artificial legs. And that's kind of my first memory of being different because I was in a playpen with a bunch of other babies and I would pull my arms through the playpen and, and pull myself up uh, from, you know, playpen to playpen on wheels and just drag myself around the room and the nurses would get mad because I wanted to see the other kids. And then they'd try to make me go to the bathroom and they'd put, try to put me on this tiny little porta potty. And I remember I would climb up on the big toilet because that's where I was supposed to go to the bathroom. And so I kind of have some of those memories of, of being a little different, you know, but the Shriners, you know, utilize that and I went on the road and put on shows and sang and told bad jokes and uh, stuff at like age four or five so I knew you know I was a little different but it was helping me to do some things and have some experiences that uh, most kids my age wasn't and and so you know I've always kind of been a ham I'm very shy but I'm always in the public spotlight so when I'm doing it like I said uh, you know I haven't, I haven't found a microphone that really don't, doesn't get along with me so I've been able to do that and and turn that into, again, a positivity to raise money and funds and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, 
most of the time kids have been friends and that, you know, they wouldn't pick on me almost mascot like where they would protect me from people saying mean things or derogatory things. And so I, I don't know if I grew up in a weird place. There wasn't much prejudice, um, but I'm, I'm so lucky because I see the horror stories. I've experienced it as, a, as an adult when I leave a, an interview and someone's tweeted me and Rob Gronkowski before I left the stadium. And suddenly my kids calling me saying, you're trending dad. I'm like, what is that? And they're saying horrible things about, you know, is this the dude from Game of Thrones? Is this guy's missing mixed partial arts? Like they're saying hideous things about my body that I can't wow. control. So it's even more it's worse when now with social media, the hardness and, and you know, and it's like nobody follows me or looks or sees my things yet. You know, on another site, my son posted a video of somebody being goofy and, and it's almost gotten a million views. My thirteen year old. Wow. Because our priorities are different as far as what we want to see. You're showing people like you that there is that small voice. Yeah, you know, and that's what's sad, you know. You would think with all how far we've come and all these laws, you know, these uh, these laws, and yet I don't see us getting kinder to each other. I, I see us getting meaner to each other. And that's why, you know, I uh, not to want to go off sideways here, but the whole critical race theory to, to program kids that if you're a certain skin color, you're determined. Uh, you're a victim, you're oppressed. Uh, people don't like you, and you know my little boy. I got a six and a half year old boy, and a little Benaya, and he's a lover of people. My biggest fear is he's going to walk off with somebody, because he loves people. I've never met a soul who loves everybody. He, I mean, we take him to a pool, and we got to be careful because he wants to go out and hang out with the, and talk to the grownups and all that. I'm like, buddy, you can't do that. You know, we we got to tell him that there's some bad people out there. They don't look bad, you know, but they they want to do some bad things, and he doesn't get it. And yet, yet the some CRT will say that he's evil, that he has some privilege. We're, we don't have a lot of money right now. We give a lot of. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to be served. I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make a difference. I don't just. Those aren't mantras. Those are my beliefs, and so I don't get wrapped up in money, but yet I, I see that so so wrong, and yet your your mindset is so powerful, Dave, that you don't have that you and you I think you bridge a gap, a huge gap, but you're right. Uh, if I was to do something stupid or or make a game for an app, uh, you know I, I'd be a millionaire. But if I'm out there yeah. changing people's lives and bridging gaps and, and picking up the broken, the lost, and, and giving those who have no value value, uh, people aren't really interested in that. It, it breaks my heart. I don't know about you. It just sometimes breaks my heart. No, and, and, and if you were even to, to, to go to the extreme, and again, I've been around Tim Tebow, like you even start throwing God, and it's like, I, you know, I thank God for how I am because it's a gift. And people are like, don't you want legs for a day? Wouldn't you want to know? And it's like... No, but if you start giving thanks or praise, then that's another window or wall that goes up because, oh, I don't want to hear about that. But, you know, what else do we have? You know, if we don't have faith yeah. and, and, and appreciate what we have, like, look at how worse it could have been for me. Look at the other path. Let's say I'm in a uh, – in those days, you know, your audience might remember where they put people in medical institutions almost like, you know, a jail with a disability. Yeah. And they did it in New York, and they, you could just easily be in a, an orphanage, you know. So yeah. my path, while it wasn't glamorous or, uh, you know, uh, the best way it, it made me who I am today. And now, if I could go to a school which 
kind of is sucks with COVID, but I make the most impact with those kids seeing, you know, Oh wow. He is a little different. It's okay to be stared at and It's okay to have zits and it's okay to be chunky and it's okay to wear glasses. And you know, all these things that I've had to deal with, what is it like to date girls? You know, what, how does the, how do you find a woman that's going to accept you for you? Uh, you know, how, what, you know, all these, how are you going to cook? How are you going to do all these things? You know, there's not a book for how to live life without legs for dummies. So yeah. you know, all these things, people, they just see the sports. They don't realize my day-to-day struggles. You know, I put my pants on both legs at a time. So, because pair of shorts, pull them over, you know? So uh, what works for some people doesn't always work for everybody, you know? Yeah, but your mindset is so powerful. I mean, you, you have, you know, Dr. Victor Frankel said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And one thing I've learned a while ago is we've given away our power and our freedom. We we seem to be determined, you know, genetically determined or or, or racially determined or economically determined. And uh, even, you know, I do that dermatoglyphics with the fingerprinting, and it's cool. But some people take it to extreme where it says it determines how you're going to do this. It determines. And see, I believe in the two E's, experience and exposure. Uh, and I don't believe I'm determined by anything. I believe my God uh, created me uh, to, to, to live a big life. And, and not for my glory, but for his glory. Not for my gain, but for his gain. And so, you know, you are the epitome of uh, Romans 8, 28. For, for God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him or are called according to his purpose. Uh, and uh, f- phenomenal. What what parting words uh, to my audience? What what would what some words of wisdom that you would like to share with my audience before we get you off phone? Well, I think getting back to that quote is the only space I knew. I think was between my ears because I've never let my brain, you know, think that I was handicapped or disabled. And and if your viewers and listeners could could take that away, is like don't let people label you for what you are. You know, it's it's like if I had let those things define me, then you know, would I be an accountant or would I have been whatever that people with disabilities or handicaps are perceived? So that's why it's so mind blowing. But you know what? There's nothing in me that's special that you couldn't go out and do or overcome or shoot for or change your life or make yourself better. So, uh, you know, I just want people to realize that this is my normal and for people to look at each other and go, that's their normal. That's their normal if it's their religion. That's their normal if they have ADHD or if they're bipolar or whatever. And, and you know, let's worry about, you know, love and changing the, 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 the world as far as so we can, ha- in 40 years, our kids can still be together and do things and live this life. Because uh, we got so much, you know, we throw out that term diversity and it really doesn't cover everybody. No, no. And uh, how do they get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you for a speaking engagement or watch some stuff? Give us some information how they can contact you. Thanks, Scott. They can go to uh, www.davestevenspeaks.com uh, or follow me, please, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all the videos and stuff like that. And again, uh, we work with schools. We work with budgets because it's not about the money. It's about the message. Oh, amen, amen. And man, I got to tell you, I've met a lot of impressive people. And I mean this. I don't just say words to say words. None as impressive as you are, sir. So uh, God bless you. And so, uh, you know, we've been talking with Dave Stevens. And uh, Dave Stevens speaks. Incredible man. Incredible leader. uh, Highly recommend uh, anything you could use him for. uh, Reach out to him. So you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
impressive. Tune in each Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570 for Garden Talk Radio. It's the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show. Topic-focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Send your questions in now to GardenTalkRadio at gmail.com or call any time to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570. Catch the replay Sunday afternoons from 2 to 3 p.m. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Ringing Liberty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.